You're listening to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Hey, hey, everybody. What I need you to do right now is to put your ears and your hands on whatever device you're listening to this Brandon Bishop podcast with me, Brandon Bishop. I need you to I, I need you to put your hands on the screen. If somehow there's a screen, I need you to put your ears on the speaker and put your hands on the other side of that speaker. Because I'm about to take care of you. I'm about to take care of all of this. This COVID-19 thing, this coronavirus thing, the pandemic. I'm about to cure everything, okay? So I need you to just hang on. Just hang on. I got this. I got you, okay? I've got you. I just have to find the cure real quick. It's not, you know, something I can just whip up. Okay, here we go. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Do you you have your hands on the speakers? I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. I'm about to solve everything. I found this video, and it's about to solve everything. Here we go. In a minute. Hang on. (laughs) Oh, there's a mute button. You know, I'm sick of the hidden mute buttons. When I press something to play, I just want it to start playing. Oh, geez. Now I got to start it from the beginning. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Tell us, Kenneth Copeland, do it. Standing in the office office of the prophet of God. The prophet of God. Execute judgment on you, COVID-19. Oh, he looks so angry. Execute judgment on you, Satan. You destroyer. You killer. You get out. You break your power. You get off this nation. I demand judgment on you. I demand. I demand. Just this nation? There's other people around the world. Yes. Can you feel it? It's dissolving. It's dissolving right now. Ooh, it's not. This is halfway over. So. I call you Dong Gong. Dong Gong. <laughs> you come down Ooh. from your In place of authority, destroyer. You come down. Keep and your you hands on the speakers. On your belly, like God commanded you when He put His foot on your head in the Garden of Eden. He's like Vince McMahon, but not as cool. Through COVID nineteen, this guy no needs more. to be in the wrestling no business. No more. He's got a little lackey next to him. No more. No more. Is finished. finished. Oh, that's it. It's over. It is over. Oh, it's over. And the United States of America. Just in this country, though. Don't worry about the rest. You and well, thank you again. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> we just did it. The virus is gone, everybody. You can go out now. You can reopen your businesses. You can have lunch with your friends at the corner cafe. You can go to Starbucks, sit there on your internet and use their Wi-Fi and drink, you know, Americanas. And eat some egg bites because those things are freaking delicious. The bacon and Gruyere ones, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm glad they're still able to, you know, at least go through most of the drive throughs at Starbucks and get that. But Kenneth Copeland, celebrity preacher, Oh, my goodness. He did it. 
just from that little uh, that little tirade he did there. His he was so he always looks angry to begin with. If you haven't seen Kenneth Copeland, look up Kenneth Copeland and then watch him for a second and then turn it off immediately just and wash your hands and scrub your eyes out with with a bar of soap. It's uh it's religion at its finest. And I'm sure there was a packed crowd of just mindless uh, followers just oh it's Kenneth Copeland and they all feel free it's it's exalted them of everything the virus is gone oh my goodness I'm so happy I'm so happy he did that for us thank you Kenneth Copeland thank you Pat Robertson thank you uh, all the mega church uh, morons out there that are just praying this thing away because that always works. Your thoughts and prayers always save the lives of millions of people, or at least in this country, apparently from Kenneth Copeland. He doesn't give a shit about, you know, anybody in Asia or Africa or Europe or, you know, South America, Central America, all the different continents. No, it's just North America. He didn't even give a shit about Canada. And they're like right above us. Oh, my goodness. Goodness, goodness, goodness. The craziness is just continuing and continuing and continuing. So, anyways, especially here, the craziness on the Brandon Bishop podcast with me, your friend Brandon Bishop. Oh, let me stretch. I'm at home, obviously, like you should be as well. You probably hear the air conditioner next to me. You probably hear the dishwasher in the background. Any minute, Marcy J. Cat will start meowing her freaking head off because I'm talking and it's not to her. So she's she needs to know what's going on, right? She doesn't know what to do with me being in the house this much. All of my trips have been canceled. All of them are gone. Uh, my trip to Detroit to go film up there and see my mom, which is a rare luxury I never really honestly get, but maybe 15 days a year. Uh, you know, my trip to uh, Tampa, my trip to Orlando, my trip to Philadelphia, my trip to Las Vegas, all filming trips, all canceled. So I'm sitting here with not just one thumb, but both thumbs directly up my ass, trying to stay creative, trying to stay productive, trying to keep a freaking roof over my head. And these are complaints that I'm sharing with all of you, I'm sure. It's insane right now. And you know what? I'll apologize. Uh, not that I created the virus or that I, you know, did anything bad. But when it comes to things like this, normally... Like in the beginning, like the last few podcasts I did, you know, I, I kind of thought it was going to be treated much like SARS or uh, H1N1 or bird flu or swine flu or mad cow disease or any of the other ones. But no, they're treating this one pretty damn seriously, which leads me to one of two directions. Either A, it's a giant experiment about global lockdown and martial law, which my conspiracy, my head is like half of it's like, I don't trust anybody. It's all a conspiracy. It's all bullshit. And then the other half is just like reasonable and going, okay, Brandon, you have no choice here. So just fall in line, help them spread the message. I guess I, I don't, I don't want to be guilty of either one. That's the problem. I don't want to buy into this thing. I still don't. I still think it's a big global experiment by the people that own this little floating blue rock. <sighs> And it hurts my brain so badly. It, it's like a migraine of death in my head. Not, not like a painful death, but just a, a stirring feeling where I just, I feel like I'm, we're all being had. 
There's something bigger going on here. There has to be. And that's from the, you know, the conspiracy side of the brain. And then the other side of the brain's like, I'm a dad who loves his son very much. I'm a son who loves his mother very much. I've got, you know, a lot of you. I love a lot of you. I love all of you if you're listening to this, by the way. Thank you for keeping this alive. It's just, uh, you know, and I care. I don't want anybody getting sick. I definitely don't want anybody dying from this thing. And it's even though I have thousands and thousands and thousands of friends and I don't know anybody who has it. Not that they would be out there bragging about it, but it seems like only celebrities are getting this thing. (laughs) Oh, maybe I got it now. There was a cough. And I did. I got sick for like a day and a half, but it's March. I always get sick for a day and a half or two days. It just always happens. I had a cough. I had sniffles. No fever, nothing like that. But it went away as quickly as it came on. My kid did the same thing. He always get, we always get sick in March for like two days, and that's it. It's our two-day March sickness. But we're fine, man. I'm sitting here, you know, butt naked in my office area. Things are good. There's, you know, there's food in the fridge, plenty of ass wipes in the, in, the, in the cupboards over there. Not in the cupboards, but in the closet, the ass wipe closet. Ass wipes are toilet paper, in case you didn't know. Lots of that Charmin double-ply diamond-plated stuff. The Mega Rolls, you know what I'm talking about? That big-ass Mega Rolls. I love that stuff. I've been using that forever. I got lucky. There was, like, a big thing of it. Somebody actually, I already told this story, but they coerced me into buying it. And I'm like, okay, I'll just buy it, whatever. And I'm glad I did. Otherwise, I'd be wiping my ass with paper towels right now because that shit is still not on the shelves. But if you're hungry, the, the shelves are pretty packed. I mean, granted, all the processed, bagged, and boxed, and canned food are seemingly gone, except for the stuff that's, like, you know, organic and it's not as bad for you. All all the shitty food is gone. All the processed garbage is gone. All the salty, sugary death food is gone. And the produce section and even some of the meat sections in some stores are completely packed out. At least they are here in Colorado Springs, so... um, (laughs) And I know people are probably wanting to buy things that are going to last a little longer. I get that. I did, too, last night. I actually, for the first time in about 20 years, ate a can of spaghetti and meatballs. Chef, boy, R, F, and D. Wow. (laughs) And it was good. I had to add a little bit, you know, black pepper, a little bit of Parmesan cheese. I can't just leave that alone. I can't imagine. I mean, I, with every bite, though, it felt like I was just eating canned cancer. But at the same time, it was good. I was hungry. I didn't feel like cooking up anything. It met my needs. And I actually ate that at like 2 o'clock in the morning. But our sleep schedules, I don't know about you, but my sleep schedule doesn't exist anymore. I'm up all night. I'm up all day. I sleep here. I sleep then. Sometimes I'll take a nap. So it, it's there's there's this chaos, and my kid's the same way right now because he's out of school. I guess they're going to be doing some kind of an e-learning thing right now. But at this point, people just let them pass whatever grade they're in. Now they're going to be fine. You're not going to teach them anything in the next month and a half. I mean, school ends at the three quarters of the way through May, so you got a month and three weeks. What are you going to teach them in that point? Nothing. They all pass. Let them move on. And then hopefully next year we can finish the freaking school year. Don't make them come in early next year. Don't fuck with their summers, even though, you know, they're kind of getting a a pass right now. But it's not much of a pass. They're stuck in the house with, you know, their parents all day. You know, my kids, he was only with me for a week and a half out of the last, you know, two weeks. But my goodness, he's probably tired of shit of me right now because I'm, you know, I'm creative. I need to be doing stuff. I need to do stuff with him. We need to be. 
you know, making things happen and being productive and he just wants to play video games and sleep. That's about it. He doesn't want to write any more books with dad right now. He doesn't want to play games with me right now. He's just like, dude, just let me just let me freaking play this new game, you know. So we're keeping him, you know, stocked up in video games and you know, all the food that he likes. It's it's kind of a vacation. But the funny thing is, it's like I, I think about it and I'm like, what am I really doing outside of traveling? Don't get me wrong. I love my travel dates. I love filming around the country. I love that stuff. It, it's what it's what I look forward to. It's my it's my excitement. And all that was taken away. There's worse things that could have happened. I'm not really complaining about it. It will happen, you know, soon. But it's just I'm looking around, going when I'm at home. This is basically what I do. I can find myself to this little apartment here in Colorado Springs and. I hang out with my cat and my kid and I just stare at this freaking computer and do podcasts and do TV shows. And it's a little different now because I'm trying to think of ways to stay productive. I'm not doing these little business promotional things all over town. I'm not doing these business networking meetings all over town. I'm not traveling all over the country filming TV shows. So I'm stuck here in a small two bedroom apartment, which I own because I don't want a big house. If anything, I would downgrade to like a nice RV. Just that's, that's my dream is just to be in an RV. I'm glad I'm not in one right now because who knows where I'd even be able to go. I'd have to park at one of your houses and be like, Hey, can I plug in? (coughs) Excuse me. It's it's the COVID. Oh, the COVID nineteen. It's all over me. Oh, I got the I got the cough. Actually, it's just really dry in this apartment right now. So, oh, anyways, but yeah, I've been uh, I've been practicing for this shit forever, man. I'm good. I love love. Now, I, there's nothing I love more than having my kid here. But I love my time alone. I love it. I got a little studio I built in the bedroom. Actually, it's. I've been, I I started a new uh, YouTube page because you're supposed to have a YouTube page, apparently. I put all like the Go There Eat That episodes and Alone in the Dark from Asai TV, as well as like the Angry Show, which I haven't shared with anybody in years. Uh, We started a new show about my Funko Pop collection, and eventually we'll be traveling all over the country buying Funko Pops and filming it for that show. Um, I got two shows that are making trying to get you to give me recommendations of music to listen to. I've got make me like country and I've got make me like rap so far. I've done three episodes of each and it's been pretty unsuccessful on both ends. I haven't liked much of anything. I mean, I can tolerate it. There's a Zach Brown band song. That's good. There's an ice cube song. That's good. That's all cool shit, whatever. But Jesus, stop throwing me this patriotic propaganda country bullshit and please stop sending me mumble rap garbage. I can't stand it anymore. Give me stuff that will make me like it. But I've been filming those shows for the YouTube page. I got another show that I I filmed like five episodes in my car, which I can't really drive around and do it right now. But um, it's called Driving and Bitching. So there's all these original shows that I'm just trying to be creative and trying to think of things. I'm going to add short films on there that I've done. I'm going to add the music that I'm going to do, which actually I'm going to share a brand new song with you right now. Uh, before we start getting into the headlines, which I fucking do we really need to do the headlines? It's all it's all about this stuff that's going on. It's all about the new trendy virus. And it's a historic time. Man. I don't think you realize it like when you're it's it's this time will be another 9-11. This time will be another JFK assassination. This, this is another World War Two or World War One. This is a historic moment in the world. And I'm hoping that we all come out on the better end of it because there's so much negativity right now. And usually I'm on here screaming and bitching at people, calling people douchebags and, you know, just calling people out for their stupidity. 
oh, I don't want to, I really don't want to do that because there's enough negativity going on right now as it is. There's, a, there's an umbrella of negativity, and it's up to us together to find positivity underneath that umbrella because until it magically goes away or until there's a, you know, a cure or, or something, it, I don't know if it's going to go away. We could be having the same discussion here next year. It may go away and then come back. Who the fuck knows at this point? It's all very scary. I'm usually not. <laughs> like, like when these viruses come up and these sicknesses come out and these things that are spreading across the land, I am usually not even remotely flustered by it. But this one's got me. This one's got me concerned. I mean, as a dad, as a son, as a <coughs> person coughing on a podcast, my throat is really dry right now. I literally, I've recorded a song before I did this. So um, my throat's dying. I had some salt and vinegar chips because that helps me sing, believe it or not. And I had some tea. And now with all the breathing in and out, and trust me, I haven't done shit in the last two weeks. I haven't even worked out once, which is bad. I've gained like five pounds, and it's, it's not okay. So like even going down to check the mail, I'm like, <gasps> so don't worry about the cough. I'm not dying of the deadly trendy virus. Trust me, I'm fine. <coughs> kidding, 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 kidding. You can't get around like that anymore, though. Anyway, um, so I'm not going to do the Dungeon of Douche thing. Uh, Hall of Respect goes out. Let's just hang. I tell you what, we'll start off with the Hall of Respect. We don't need to do headlines because we know what we're talking about. I've got a whole list of things to talk about here. I've got a bunch of music to play. I got some people I'm going to call. It's an interesting new format for this uh, podcast, the Brandon Bishop Podcast with me, Brandon Bishop. Ha <laughs> ha! And um, we're just going to kind of wing it. So uh, let's play. But I'm, I, I am going to induct somebody in the Hall of Respect. Actually, a lot of people. Welcome to the Hall of Respect. These people are awesome. I love them. Okay, Hall of Respect time. I might actually have to call a couple people. Hang on. I'm going to call. Hall of Respect is going to be. Hello. Is this Chantel Dinga? This is. Hi. What's going on? This is your executive producer for the A Call to Adventure show on Asai TV, Brandon Bishop. Yeah. How's it going, Brandon? Okay, now you did the voiceover for my little Hall of Respect segment here on the on the on the show, and um, I want to put you in it this time. Oh, for, yeah. for the simple fact that I, I don't know what you're doing because I know you've been going through medical school forever. Right, never ending. <laughs> right, I mean, literally since I've known you, which has been years at this point, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And you've been going through medical school, and every time I think you're done, you're like, "Oh, I'm going to take this new test and do this new thing." I'm like, "God, this, what are you doing?" <laughs> I mean, I'm a little bit of a masochist. What can I say? It's, it's insane. I mean, you literally, I think uh, I'm going to give you a call like when you're in your 60s and you're going to be like, I'm taking this test. Oh. <laughs> That's probably accurate, honestly. <laughs> but I just want to. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean pain. to cut you off. But uh, I, no, that's fine. I, I'm just saying I'm a sucker for pain. What can I say? <laughs> I think it's punishment more than pain. <laughs> but, um. I just wanted to say uh, thank you to you, and I mean, I don't even know what you're doing right now, but these, uh, you know, these medical workers, I mean, we're all told to stay home and be healthy because it's, it's, it's hazardous outside right now. It can be, at least. Um, yeah. do, I, do I think it's blown out of proportion? Yes, but do I think it needs to be to get the point across? I also say yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, because that's the thing is, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are getting this, and they are fine. But there are a lot of people that are also getting it that weird things are happening. 
Um, and they're getting super sick. And especially here in the United States, we're getting some people that are sick that we were not anticipating. We're getting a lot more of the younger people than we are that we saw in you know other countries. So that gets a little crazy. Well, people like you and even like my son's mom, who's in radiology, they're just in contact with all the sick people. I mean, normally they're in contact with all the sick people. I mean, how many sick people have coughed and sneezed on you or you had to wipe their butt or something? I mean, pretty much every day. But, I mean, that's also my kids. So, <laughs> <laughs> No, but really, though, yeah, um, definitely there's this higher risk. And I think the biggest issue is there's a huge lack of support for those of us that are in the hospital system dealing directly with patients. Um, you know, we're not being provided with enough of protective uh personal protective equipment um just it's it's kind of scary you know and then there's some of us that are not able to have patient contact because they're in a home health setting and these people are exempt from all of these uh bills that are coming through to help support people who don't have jobs and don't have work right now but since they're this like weird niche that falls in the healthcare field these people are left kind of ass in the wind and um it's a really sad thing because there's a lot of people that are hurting out there that are in the medical field that are not being supported that really should be. Well, it's kind of, I mean, I think it almost falls under like the same predicaments that war did. Like even back in the Iraq war when they didn't have enough armored cars and, you know, uh, different, they didn't have enough equipment to win the war. So you guys are the soldiers now. Yeah. And we need to equip you with everything Kevlar and every mask or every glove or everything that you need, period. It has to happen. And I know it doesn't happen overnight. It can't happen overnight. There's not just warehouses of stuff out there. And I'm sure it's on the way. But holy shit, maybe now, like for the next, you know, trendy virus that comes around, maybe we'll be prepared at this point. Because, right, I think this kicked us in the nuts and we weren't even like looking in that direction. Right, exactly. I think that this will allow us to really kind of figure out what do we need to do, what do we need to have in place for the next time this happens. Because unfortunately, we have to understand and realize that global pandemics are not a one-time wonder, right? It's not a one-hit wonder. Um, Global pandemics have happened. They will continue to happen. Um, You know, this one is hitting us, and it's scary because this is the first time that we've really seen it in more of our, like, modern tech age. Um, But really, what we have to understand is where can we learn from our mistakes now for the next one? Because the next one, honestly, might be more lethal, well, it might and be that this be one that, that comes back stronger next year. Right. This, exactly. This one might come back stronger. And what's really scary about this one is even if you do survive, a lot of people are having some really acute pneumonia and other things like that with it. They're getting this lung injury and this fibrotic lung tissue. And so it's really messing up their long-term, lifelong lung function. And that can be really scary and that can be really hard. Uh, so that's something that that's also that we have to consider is kind of the damage that's doing to other organs, um, to, our, to the body, to those that are surviving. You know, we hear, oh, so many X amount of people survive. But how many of those survive, but with now new morbidity, right? New damage to their tissues, to their organs, that's going to be affecting them for the rest of their lives. You know, we're not talking about that. Well, that's a lot of the negative stuff. How are you holding up? You've got three beautiful kids and I love them. And what are they doing and what's going on in your head? And what are some of the positives that Chantel is taking out of this whole thing? Yeah, no, my kids are actually having a blast. You know, they're out longboarding and things like that. But also, I've learned that I have a talent for drinking a lot of wine. (laughs) (laughs) You just learned that, Uh uh-huh. 
might be right. No, I've been on road trips with talent. you. I, I remember or, uh, you're a Colorado very much, so. Yes, right? Exactly. And, like, that talent, I realize, is extended to any time of day, whether it's 6 a.m. <laughs> or 6 p.m. or anywhere in between. Really, I have this, like, amazing global talent for just, like, guzzling wine. <laughs> Well, if so, you, you know. if you can escape the quarantine, you better bring your ass down here. I'll have wine waiting, and we will because we, we've been talking about recording music together, and not only yeah. that, but just all kinds of stuff, projects. Because we're like minded people, that's why we've been working together for like, like I said, years now. And yes. uh, but we haven't done enough because you're a busy person taking all these damn medical tests. I know, I know, but you know what? This has really illuminated the fact that we just need more entertainment out there in the world, great programming, and that's important for people's well-being and mental health, sanity, all those things. So, you know, that focus, I think it needs, yeah, I definitely need to refocus more on on our our pursuits. Absolutely. I want to be an obligation in your life, damn it. Yeah, I think so. An entertainment productive obligation. You know, all of our shows. Oh, we got to do the puppet show too. We've been oh talking. Oh my god, it's gonna be so fantastic! Y'all are not, y'all not gonna regret it one bit. It's gonna be when fabulous. I'm your trousers, oh, okay? oh, you, I'm gonna you powder. tell them. I'm gonna powder all your trousers every <laughs> goddamn day, and y'all are gonna be very excited. You're gonna be like, "Why have I not seen this all before?" <laughs> And it's gonna be wonderful. This is this is why you're my platonic wife. I I adore you. <laughs> yes. yes. Perfect. I adore you too. Well, I'm gonna get off of here, and you keep doing positive, and keep being productive, keep being creative, and yeah, hug absolutely. all those kids for all of us. But but you know, six feet apart. Yes, actually, yeah, exactly. The six feet hug apart, and like everybody, just like wash your hands, okay? <laughs> I don't want to see a goddamn one of you not wash your hands. You're filthy. You're, you're just filthy. You're, you're just filthy. Oh my god, this is awful. <laughs> so uh, yeah, wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what though? I was, I was just saying this uh, earlier too. I, I was, I'm prepared for this. Like I have always been kind of a germaphobe. Like, yeah. I, I've always washed my hands. Like, even, like, I've always used the disinfectant wipes at the shopping carts, you know. I've Absolutely. always done that stuff. And now it feels like society's catching up to me, which I hope in return leads to a healthier society and a healthier culture. And, exactly. And <laughs> that will lower health care things. That'll, like, you know, flatten the curve, as they're saying, in itself oh, in yeah. the long run. So that could be a positive. And I'm actually excited about that because people are gross. People are gross. So, yeah, exactly. Wash your cards. Wash your hands. Also, wash your phones because those are filthy. (laughs) Oh, especially my kid's phone. My God. What is the sticky? I don't even know what that is. Probably full boogers. It's just, it's literally, it's like a booger that's been smeared all down the screen and sides. And it's like. Because, you know, exactly. I, I check his phone just to make sure there's no creepers out there or anything stupid going on. Oh, absolutely. And, and I just, I touch it and I have to go get, like, surgical gloves. I have to. It's just. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a definite texture to those screens. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a man-made, but, but like, natural, like, like, filth that's just unspeakable and undescribable. Oh, it it's is. crazy. It is. It is god awful. It is god awful. <laughs> well, I adore you, sweetheart, and I will talk to you adore soon. You too. And uh, sounds great. <laughs> let's 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 meet up and you know get within six feet of each other. Why not? Perfect. Sounds like a date. <laughs> <laughs> you take care, sweetheart. You too. Bye. Bye. I adore me some Chantel. Uh, her show is on Asy TV, Asy TV, which is our network. Uh, you can check it out now at asytv.com. 
uh, still in the works, getting it back on Roku, Apple TV, and uh, Apple, uh, I'm sorry, Amazon Fire. It's going to be up there in just a matter of weeks. We get something done almost every single day, and thankfully that's been keeping me busy as well. Uh, her show, A Call to Adventure, is on there. We've done three episodes, and she's done everything from jumping out of planes to ATVs to whitewater rafting to shooting guns and arrows and fencing and shooting gun, uh, rifles. and it, it's, it's a badass show. Ice climbing. I, I freaking love her show, and I love doing it because she's such a, just an awesome awesome human being and she's in the medical field and she's on the front lines with this stuff as well so uh, nothing but respect and love for Chantel great human being she's addictive uh she's one of my best friends so I uh very grateful to have her not only on the show but uh in the life in the life and also speaking of people uh like that that have just gone above and beyond uh for me personally my friend Heather you're amazing love you to death um she got to come out and hang out for a couple days and went back to Cincinnati. We had a really good time uh, just getting stuff done, man. I love having uh, – she's a partner in all this now, so I love having her on board. And I'm grateful for everybody who either hosts a show or even all the subscribers or even the listeners to this show. I'm so grateful, honestly. There's this huge network of people, whether you're on the state networks or you're you know, a, a fan of or, or a viewer of or subscriber – it's awesome, dude. So go to asytv.com, asytv.com. It's only five bucks, less than a cup of Starbucks coffee. Truly, it is. And at 17 cents a day. If you can afford that. If you can't right now, I totally get it. We've had a lot of cancellations recently because people have to take care of every dollar, and I get it. I would give it away for free, but then I would honestly be homeless. I can't do that. So I apologize. You know, we're still giving away uh, $2 per, I'm sorry, a dollar prescription subscription um, to families in need around here. So if you do subscribe in the next two months, we will, I might even up that to $2. I don't know. It depends on what, you know, the bottom line is because it's not cheap to run television networks. Trust me. Every day, it seems like something clears in my bank account. I go, well, shit. Jesus. Anyway, um, let me make another call real quick. There's another host, the host of that Vegas show. Her name's Ricky. I'm going to see how she's doing. She's got a little baby boy named Jory. That Vegas show is a lot of fun, too. It's basically a travel show that uh, Hello. we do in Vegas. Hey, Ricky. Hi. What are you doing? You don't even want to know. I'm trying to organize my closet, and I just found out I am an extreme hoarder. So <laughs> it's been interesting. I did the same thing, but like a couple <laughs> I of. I think we all are. I've run out of closets to clean. I don't know what to do next. <laughs> like I threw away like like six or seven giant like thirty three gallon black trash bags of oh just crap that I don't even need. I have one, two, three. I have four closets. Because I'm psycho, and one of them is like almost the entire length of my master bedroom, and that's just one of them. I've gotten rid of three, not the black ones, but the the regular white garbage bags so far. But it's a process. That's I'm learning a lot about myself in this quarantine. Right. Well, I, I'm calling you because we're you know supposed to be out there like in a couple of weeks uh, shooting yeah. a couple more episodes of that Vegas show, which I love filming with you. It's so much fun. It really is. Uh, you're a treat to to tramp trample around Las Vegas with, and it's it's a really fun shoot. I mean, some of these shows I do are, are fun, but they're just like, yeah, you know, it's work. But it wasn't work with you. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, and Vegas is always giving. So, 
What is, but what is Vegas like now? Because every time I've been to Vegas, it's been cram packed, you know, wall to wall with people. Fremont Street, where you work at the Heart Attack Grill, is just crazy. Yes. But right, I can't even imagine what it looks like right now. So people keep saying that it's gone dark. It hasn't gone dark. All the lights are still on. It's just the lights from the rooms are off. So the Luxor lights still on. The Stratosphere lights are on. All of the lights are still on. Um, so it's still beautiful. It's still shiny and inviting. It's just nobody is there. It's perfect time to do some photo shoots. I've seen, I've actually seen that happening. It's just completely dead. So you get the perfect background of the Vegas Strip behind you. But nobody's there, so it's it's a little eerie. It's kind of funny because that's when you start realizing that the people, whether they're tourists or locals or whatever, that are walking around are kind of part of the scenery. It's kind of a part of it, Absolutely. you know. It's it's a it's a yin and yang type of thing with the uh, with the city and the people that are there. So it's got to be kind of I'm, I imagine almost spooky. I, I it, are you on stay yeah. at home order yet? Like we are here in Colorado. Not yet. So um, we still have the essential businesses open. We're still allowed to go to the grocery store and stuff. And, like, I'm still doing nighttime jogging. I'm taking my walks. I walked for an hour. No joke. I walked for an hour. Same same two blocks because I just, you know, with everything that's going on, I want to be safe. So I want to be able to run home if I needed to. But same two blocks. I walked for an hour, and I ran into two people. Two wow. people. Mind you, I live in not the nicest part of town. People are always out, you know, people who had too much fun the night before. I, I get I get the drunks, the crackheads, the, the, the leftovers. There's always kind of chilling. And I could not believe that in two hours I walked past two people. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> well, was your, uh, how, how's your little baby doing? I, I, he's a gorgeous oh kid, Jory. Thank you. Thank you. He is the cutest. Um, he's kind of struggling, and he's... But I'm, I'm kind of lucky that he's so young because, you know, other kids are bored out of their mind. The teenagers are going insane. The preteens are like, come on, Mom, I want to do something. And he keeps asking. I, I take him to the museums and stuff here often because we actually have some amazing things for kids. People think that this is not a place to raise kids, but there's some amazing things. And he's like, Mommy, I want to go to the dinosaur museum. Honey, it's closed. I want to go to the kids' museum. Baby, that's close, too. I want to go see the horse. Baby, that's close, too. <laughs> everything is closed. Why is everything closed? To try to explain to a three-year-old that the world is sick and we're trying to, you know, step back and, and let people recover before we go on with life is... He's not understanding, so he gets a little frustrated and... He's a little violent already, um, so when he has his tantrums because we can't go and go down the slides at the park, you know, they're they're all cautioned off, which is so crazy to see parks have caution tape around it so your kids can't go play in the playground. That's nuts. I don't know. It's it's a different world we're entering into. <laughs> oh, truly, yeah. Like I, I earlier, I kind of uh, it's not the same thing whatsoever, but it's the same level of. Of crazy, like as nine eleven, honestly, because the world changed that that day, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I'm not going to be one of those nine eleven type people, but no, he, <laughs> it, the world did it changed everything it changed, did. and I think yeah. that this is going to be one of those incidents and one of those uh, happenings that changes the world from here on oh, out, and I'm movie. truly, you know, I don't pray, but I'll use the word, <laughs> I'm praying <laughs> that it changes it for the better, for once, change it for the better. I am too. Um, my boss and I have been talking a lot, and Big John. you know, I'm I'm a I'm a waitress. I have been in. You're not a waitress, field. actually. You're <laughs> you're you're an you're an attraction. You're. <laughs> well, thanks. Well, I mean, the, no, I mean, the Heart Attack Grill is an attraction, and and 
it doesn't exist without the nurses, which, by the way, yeah. thank you for your service because you're helping people as well. Thank you. Thank you. Finally. You're not one of those kind of <laughs> nurses, but still. <laughs> no, I'm the one who administers pain instead of medication. Absolutely. And you've spanked me, and it's, it was fabulous. Was um, marvelous. <laughs> I think I um, splintered so that paddle with this hard, rock-hard ass. That yeah, was pretty bam. good, man. That was pretty good. And I was like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, you could take it? All right, okay. I 16 years pro wrestling, it. baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was talking to my boss, and we're, you know, it's it's scary to be in that industry. That's, it's, it's not like I have a paycheck coming in. It's, you know, I, and I started applying for jobs for the next two months, and I went, wow, I don't have... I don't have any of these skills that they want. I don't know how to do Excel. I don't even know how to use a cash register because we don't have cash registers at the Heart Attack Grill. It is a completely different place. But we were talking, and I just don't feel like I don't feel like tourism is going to be as big as it was. And I think people are forever going to be germaphobes and afraid of you know going out to eat and going places. I mean, we're still going to have the diehards. Like I can't wait to go back to the restaurant i cannot wait to go and have fun but you know there's going to be a large portion of people who are going to become reclusive who are going to be standoffish you know i spank people i hug people i sit down at the table with them it's it's not going to be something that draws a lot of people anymore because i think we're going to go into we were already getting so socially distanced by our phones and technology now it's just going to force us to n- n- just be afraid of people. Instead of just being into our phones, we're going to be afraid of people. So yeah. I'm afraid that the industry is going to take a huge hit from all this. And so. I've always been like that, though. I've always looked and walked into a room and went, ew. I, I just, I'm just that, I'm an asshole. That's, you know, it's not because of a virus. It's because I'm an asshole. And I just, you know, if, if I hear somebody cough or sneeze around me, and this is not, not a new thing for me. Like, if I hear anybody sneeze around me, I'm like, you fuck. Like, you ever walk by somebody and you feel that gust of wind that they, you know, you know what I mean? They walk by you, then you feel that gust of wind like a second ago. I have held my breath every single time someone's walked oh by me. It's a gosh. habit. It's, it's just gross. No, I mean, not if it's like, you know, my kid or, or you or somebody I like. It's just, you know, yeah. if I don't know the person, I'm like, oh, my God. I got to hold my breath. Like it's, I just, I've always been that way. Maybe that's why I'm not sick at the moment because I am the complete opposite. Yes, I, you are. I don't care about germs. I will hug you. I will hug a bum on the street. If, if they need a hug, I'm going to hug them. I will, you know, play with money and then put a French fry in my mouth. It's, <laughs> I am so unintelligent when it comes to germs and people and I don't, you know, I just, I try not to let it bother me. I get people at work who, you know, they're kind of stinky or they're a little dirty, but I don't want to treat them any different. So maybe it's just that I've been doing that for nine years and I'm like, eh, whatever. I Your job who's... on the front of the building says if you weigh over 350 pounds, they get a free burger. So I imagine the B.O. in that joint sometimes. Uh, it, it can get pretty rough. And, you know, I still sit there and smile. I still give them hugs. And so maybe I trained myself to just not be grossed out of this stuff anymore. But people are like, oh, oh, Jory, you need to wash your hands. You just pet the dog. I'm like, why? The dog's fine. They lick their butts. <laughs> so? You're fine. You're a boy. You don't need to wash your hands. And he's like, no, mommy, I need to wash my hands. His chip will fall on the ground. I'm like, oh, you better pick it up and eat it. He's like, ew. He's only three. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm probably one of the people who, you know, is the problem with this because I just don't care. Obviously, I wash my hands. You know, I take showers, but I'm not afraid to get in the dirt and then go do something. So, well, I don't think the the heart attack grill is responsible for the COVID nineteen virus, <laughs> but it's definitely not. responsible for some heart uh, failures and 
So my heart disease, absolutely. That yes. place is insane. Now, is that considered essential since they are serving food? Are no. they delivering? So we tried. Because of our location right on the strip, uh, not the strip, sorry, right on Fremont Street, they they blocked it off. So there is a wow. fence completely. Some of them, like, Knock No Daddy is still open, uh, the Rock Pizza, because you can get to that. But because ours is right there on Fremont where people walk, they, they blocked it off that way people stopped walking up there because people were still you know we were still trying to stay open and we were still trying to help people come get food and people were still walking up and down and taking pictures and stuff but you know that's not what they want they completely blocked it off so even if we tried to do takeout there's no way they could reach us it's that, just that is just the definition of martial law <laughs> yeah, and sucks. we're all accepting it and, and i guess because we have to because we're afraid Mm-hmm. But I'm such a goddamn conspiracy theorist with stuff like that. And it's like, okay, they've shut down the planet. They shut exactly. down the planet and they've the scared the shit out of the whole world. planet. Yes. And I, I'm not, I don't, I, I don't take this lightly. I am afraid of it. I am scared of losing people I love. I'm scared of the virus. But honestly, it's just another flu. It's just another cold. It's not something that we haven't gotten. I feel like I had it, and I know we're not supposed to say this kind of stuff because maybe they're going to come and quarantine me or whatever, but I was in Europe for three months. Mm-hmm. and Oh, yeah, you were dying started, over there. Yeah, I, I was out for a month and a half. I couldn't breathe. I took, I took pills for pneumonia. Nobody knew what I had. My son got sick. We took him to the ER. They did x-rays. They did blood work. They did everything, and they had no clue what was wrong with us. They said, oh, he has pneumonia. And I was like, okay, I had pneumonia, so maybe he does. But I called the doctor here, and they are like, he doesn't have pneumonia. Do not give him those pills. I came home, and he was fine. I mean, it took us a while. We were sick for a long time, but it started in, what, November, right? And I just feel like we already kind of had it. And then a couple weeks ago, I was sick for another month and a half, and I feel like I had to have had it at some point. I think most of us have, so I feel like it's just, if if we had enough ventilators, if we had enough hospital workers and stuff, it would just be another cold that we all could just get over. But because we don't have enough workers and things, that we're all so terrified of it because if you don't get that ventilator, you're going to die. So I also am with you on the conspiracy theories because isn't Ebola worse? I, I don't know. I don't know. Several of them have been worth. The H1N1 was worse. Uh, the uh, what's the last one? The the not the bird flu, but the uh, SARS was worse. Yeah, um, and yeah, there's another that one that was starts much with more contagious. Also, absolutely. Uh, well, that that we know of. The problem with this one is yeah. we just don't know anything. And I don't watch That's the news true. anymore because it's just no. It's mind numbing. It's it's like I'm you know anything that has a death toll up in the right corner top of the screen. It's just negative. It's just shitty. I don't want to know how many people yeah. are dying. It's still considerably less than heart disease or anything like that. But, yeah. But, I mean, you know, I don't want anybody to die of anything, of course. No. Or even be sick. Uh, but it's just, you know, like I said, I hope there's some good silver linings in this whole thing. Um, I'm, I'm actually glad that you're closed and not delivering because I can't imagine anybody <laughs> delivering uh, five an foot. Uh, yeah, an octuple <laughs> bypass uh, cheeseburger that's, you know, six feet tall. It's... I can imagine that showing up to my door with Grubhub. <laughs> like, I can't. Af- I, I can't afford the tip that would be required for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. I haven't. I actually have not ordered a single thing. I have been trying to cook, and I made a tomato pie yesterday. It sounds 
boring. Okay, what, what the hell is a tomato so pie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I made, you know, a pie crust, and my boss gave me all these extra tomatoes because we had it for work, and they are going to go bad. So, I mean, I made tomato ice cream, which was an epic fail. Uh, I've made tomato sauce. I made my own ketchup. I've done so many things, and I was like, I'm going to make a tomato pie. How many so tomatoes did he give you? <laughs> a whole box. Oh, my I mean, God. like a huge box. <laughs> Uh, so Haven't you ever tomatoes. heard of a BLT, maybe? I don't know. Like oh, a... I've done that, too. But, you know, you kind of you get sick of the same thing. <laughs> we did burgers. We did BLTs. But this is just tomato mozzarella. I'm hoping then... Jory's birthday isn't anytime soon. Because if you make that kid a tomato birthday cake, we're all gonna, he's going to be canceled. mad at you. It was March uh, March 18th. And oh, everything was? was canceled. And nobody showed up. And oh, my it goodness. was so sad. Mommy, why is nobody singing happy birthday? Mommy, why don't I see my cousins? Mommy, is my birthday canceled? Oh, uh, don't do that. You're killing me now. heartbreaking. It, oh, it killed me. I felt like the worst oh. mother ever. So any of you out there who are dealing with that, I hear you. It sucked. But, Jeez. you know, he still had fun. We we had his cake, and it was, it was all right. But... I told him we will have a do-over when all this happens is, is done. We're gonna we're gonna have a rebirth day. <laughs> well, I'm gonna show up and bring him lots Absolutely. of gifts. Just don't make him a tomato Absolutely. cake, please. Just don't do it. <laughs> I might try. I still have a whole bunch. <laughs> Well, anyways, after uh, this, and we all keep saying once this blows over, which we hope it does, mm-hmm. you know, we hope Fingers it does quickly. Crossed. Yeah, right. Um, I'm, I got to get back out there. We got to get some more yes. episodes done. And I don't know what yes. to do. I'm like Please. perplexed. Like, do we talk about, I mean, I've already done an episode here in Colorado Springs right before we were locked down about, you know, all the COVID-19 and all the businesses that are struggling and all that stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. pretty proud of that episode. But I don't want to talk about that every single time we do it. So I think we just get back on track. We keep it positive. We keep it fun. And uh, yeah. let's showcase just Vegas. show the world what they're missing. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have so much fun doing that show. So I do, too. There's only that one episode amazing. available on a side TV right now. Check it out, everybody. But you should watch it. And it's Ricky's awesome. It. Yeah, Ricky's oh, awesome. Yeah. Love me some Ricky. <laughs> well, I'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. All right. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. Bye. Ricky's amazing. Um, I'm like so blessed. Like just those two alone are two of my very best friends. I wish they were closer. Chantel's way up there in Denver and she's always, you know, doing all her stuff. Like I said, my friend Heather, she's out there in Cincinnati. Uh, Ricky's in Vegas. My buddy Garrett's up there in Seattle. Hillary's down in Phoenix. I've got hosts all over the place. And we've got new ones that we've been talking to. Uh, We've been talking about doing a real estate show. We've been talking about doing a show about Seattle. Uh, with uh, uh, Lindsay Ferrari, who's uh, like a model, Instagram model type. I don't know if she's an Instagram model, but she's a, she's a babe. But, um, you know, I, I need the people with uh, <laughs> with a lot of Instagram followers and a lot of social media followers because then they put it out there and then we get subscribers. Yay. I just got off the phone with Amy, actually, Amy Dumas from the UFO show. And um, she's actually doing something with... Uh, ESPN right now, so I, I maybe an interview, whatever. So good for her. Um, my phone is blowing the f up. Anyways, um, yeah, my friends are all scattered around the country. Not to mention my mom's in Detroit. I got my son half time, but it's just you know I'm alone a lot. But I'm grateful, 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 grateful. Not only for that alone time, but just for such a good family. Just a, a feast of friends, as Jim Morrison once said. Um, that I get to do all this creative stuff and productive stuff with. So thank you guys. I love all of you. And, uh, let's see here, man, I just want to keep calling people, but 
anyways, one of the reasons, <laughs> one of the reasons that I have always been kind of a germaphobe, but not really. I'm kind of, I'm actually, when it comes to people, I'm a germaphobe. When it comes to like nature and life and stuff like that, I'm just like Ricky said she was. Like, I'll pick up the shit off the floor and eat it and all that stuff. It was mainly because of George Carlin. George Carlin was a, uh, major idol of mine to this day like since the first time i saw his special on hbo like back in probably the 80s i just um fell in love with him and most of everything that he has said has stuck with me i mean i know you, you shouldn't take you know a stand-up comic for gospel uh but i did because i just agree with him like, like all the stuff about religion and all the stuff about society and everything and here's something that uh I wanted to share. It's, it's a long, little bit of a longer piece, but um, I wanted to share it with you because it's, it's so pertinent to today. Now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now... Keep is in mind, this is the early 90s. ...population obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing. Germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from in this country? Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and, and Americans, are they panic easily, so now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous, and it goes to ridiculous lengths. In prisons, before they give you a lethal injection, they swab your arm with alcohol. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, they don't want you to get an infection. And you can see their point. Wouldn't want some guy to go to hell and be sick. <laughs> it would take a lot of the sportsmanship out of the whole execution. Fear of germs, why these f Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs. What are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get sick, you're going to die, and you're going to deserve it because you're fucking weak and you got a fucking weak immune system. <laughs> tell you a true story about immunization, okay? When I was a little boy in New York City in the 1940s, we swam in the Hudson River, and it was filled with raw sewage, okay? We swam in raw sewage, you know, to cool off. And at that time, the big fear was polio. Thousands of kids died from polio every year. But you know something? In my neighborhood, no one ever got polio. No one ever. You know why? Because we swam in raw sewage. It strengthened our immune systems. The polio never had a prayer. We were tempered in raw shit. <laughs> There's just nothing better than George Carlin. If, if you're not a fan or you don't even know who George Carlin is, get on YouTube. There's plenty of clips on there and stuff like that to uh, check out and get a good feel for the guy. The best way to do it, find one of his full specials, watch it from beginning to end. 
He was a prophet, man. I mean, not like a religious prophet, but he was a uh, he was like Nostradamus in my opinion. And you know, as a young impressionable Ute uh, myself, I, I hung on every word he said. I still to this day look to George Carlin as you know the closest thing to a to an ultimate idol that I've ever had. Uh, I wouldn't be doing anything that I do probably without George Carlin. There's a, there's a very few people out there that I can attribute that kind of respect to, and he's one of them. I never met him. I got to talk to his daughter recently. We talked about doing a show together, Kelly Carlin. She's awesome. She a uh, follower on uh, Twitter and stuff like that. She's uh, reached out, and she you know we talked on the phone a little bit. Uh, big honor, just you know having that connection with her father. And uh, but she's her own person, and she does some amazing things and. A uh, very thought-provoking person as well. So the apple did not fall far from the tree. And it's uh, very ripe and, and beautifully delicious, I guess. Uh, I don't know what kind of metaphor I'm going for there, but she's a cool chick. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, one thing that I've been doing with my lock-in time, my quarantine time, which, I mean, I can still go to the fucking store. I can still drive around. I could, you know, get out and run and stuff. It's not an actual martial law quarantine by any means yet this thing keeps getting worse and worse and worse then they're you know they're, maybe they'll have no choice and right now my conspiracy side is just screaming at me brandon you fucking puppet you fucking puppet you moron you're falling for this shit they've locked down the country they've locked down the economy they've locked down everything <sighs> isn't it kind of funny though like they're talking about you know dishing out twelve hundred dollar checks to everybody and bailing out small business and big business you know what that's called, right? Are you Trumpets ready? Are you Trumpers ready? It's called socialism. Yeah. Socialism's going to save the day. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to go that route, though. I'm going to try to stay positive. And, um, you know, I've already talked to a few friends, and this is, uh, like I said, it's a different kind of podcast. No Dungeon of Douche. A hall of Respect uh, goes out to people like Chantel, my son's mom, people that are in the hospitals, that are under-equipped, that are not prepared because their leadership is failing them and the leadership of the hospital is being failed by the leadership of the government and it all goes straight up. Do I blame Trump for this? No, no, come on. He's a figurehead. He's a puppet. He's a man in a suit who reads things that people tell him to read. Yes. He, he goes off on tirades and says stupid shit and he's an embarrassment, but I don't blame him for this. He didn't start the freaking, he didn't start the virus. He didn't even start the conspiracy if there is a conspiracy. If this is all one big work, then um, it's not Trump either. He's, he's being worked as well. Could he have done better by bracing the public for this? Possibly. Uh, does, he still does he still say considerably stupid things? Absolutely. But I don't blame Trump, so you shouldn't blame Trump either. And don't give him credit for dishing out these checks. It's not him. It's a government thing. He's part of the government. He's a figurehead. He's a spokesperson. He is freaking, uh, who's that guy in American, that Ryan, uh, Ryan guy, I don't, I don't, American Idol. Who's the host of American Idol? Ryan Seacrest. That's, that's who the president is. Okay. All the world is a fucking reality TV show and the president is Ryan Seacrest. That's it. And the government's the three judges, whoever they have on this season. That's it. Don't take this shit too seriously. Things will get done. Things will go. And hopefully this bullshit will pass us by and uh, everything going to be all right, child. Okay. Even if it doesn't, you know, as a human race, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty solid. We know how to get, get through shit. We know how to deal with stuff. And a lot of people are just throwing their hands up in the air right now and saying, uh, 
Well, what the fuck? Well, I guess we'll just see what's going on. There are some funny things going on, though. What is this? I haven't actually listened to this yet, so. Samuel L. Jackson. Is spreading. Oops, hang on. I gotta work this system right. Here we are. Oh, for fuck's sake. Play the damn thing. The runner is spreading. It's no joke. It's no time to work or run. The way you can fight it is simple, my friends. Just stay the at home. <laughs> now, technically, I'm not a doctor. But mother listen when I read a poem. So here I am, Sam and Jackson, imploring you, keep your ass at home. If you want things to get back to normal, don't panic. Just use your dome. Wash your hands, stop touching your face, and stay the f at home. Motherfucker, it's no time to gamble. Look around, you're not at a casino. Just stay the f home <laughs> as if your name was Trenton Quarantino. Sure, you can still see your friends. Use the motherfucking app on your phone. But unless you just ran out of groceries, please stay the f at home. Thank you for doing your part to flatten the curve. Because that <laughs> is steep. And now that you're home, please feel free to go the f to sleep. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, I mean, everyone, like all the creative types, I'll, I'll put myself in that category. We're all trying to stay creative and productive, keep a roof over our head. I mean, you know, I doubt Samuel Jackson's in any kind of financial issue, issues just yet. But uh, my goodness, man, everyone's just out there doing what they can do. And, you know, stuff like that is contributing. I mean, how many... Uh, OnlyFans.com uh, models have just signed up. Okay, if you've got it, man, use it. Nothing wrong with using your body to make a living. Are you kidding me? Bodybuilders do it all the time. Pro wrestlers do it quite often. I can't do it because I'm a chubby-ass dad bod with a very average penis. It's not worth... No one's going to pay me money. Is there like an AveragePenis.com? Is there, that, is there like a dad bod with an average penis dot com? Maybe I should start that. That's how I can make it through this thing. I know there's a fetish for everything out there. Trust me. I mean, there's probably a fetish page for looking at dog butts or something. I, I don't know. People get sexual uh, stimulation and pleasure out of everything. And that's fine as long as it's not kids or you're raping anybody. You know, leave those things out of it. And then anything's game. If you want to have sex with plants, if you want to screw a light bulb in your asshole, if you want to, you know, I was going to say dig up corpses, but that's probably frowned upon as well. <laughs> I'm looking at stuff on my desk area here. I've got like uh, little African statues. I got a voodoo doll. Yeah. If you like getting stabbed in the penis like a voodoo doll and you, it's your voodoo fetish, fine. whatever the fuck you want to do, that's fine. If you want to go to OnlyFans.com or Pornhub or any of these places that you can make a living while, you know, jerking off or jerking somebody else off or doing whatever the fuck you want to do, then make it happen. Who cares? Seriously. That's uh, it's a wonderful thing that like technology is letting people do that. It's not prostitution, which has been a bastardized word, but it's, you know, it's your body, dude. If you want to sell images of it or, you know, make money with it, fucking do it. You got to do whatever you can right now. 
Like, seriously, the richest people back in the, way back in the 1800s were prostitutes or brothel owners because sex is something that we all need. I encourage you, if you're alone right now, jerk off every single day. I am. Absolutely. Sometimes twice a day. I'm going back to my teenage years with that shit. If you're locked in with somebody you love, wear their ass out. Because, you know, whether it's, you know, a minute long or two hours long, you've passed some time doing something somewhat positive. And I don't know. Like I said before, I don't know if there's going to be a baby boom uh, nine months from here. I don't know if it'll be that or the complete opposite where everyone's grossed out with each other or people don't want to bring a baby into such a world. It's kind of funny. We have to have that discussion. Like, do we want to bring, you know, it's like the walking dead. Do we have to, should we bring a baby into this world? I, it's a weird discussion. I personally think there'll be a baby boom. They'll be called quarantines or, you know, coronials or something. It'll be interesting. <clears throat> Man, my throat is dry. Is that a symptom? Is that a symptom? I've ran out of tea and I don't want to stop and run over to the kitchen and grab more. Mm. It's good tea. It's called throat coat. I was singing earlier and uh, I wanted my voice to be good for the song, which, you know, I'll tell you what, since we're sitting here bullshitting, let me share that song with you. It's done. I'm happy. It'll be on uh, iTunes and all those different places pretty soon. Uh, last episode, I introduced the song, We're All Just Stupid Humans. Uh, that's been out there. It's been doing okay. Uh, it can be doing better if you go to iTunes or Spotify or anything. Uh, any place that sells music, basically anywhere in the world, uh, that song's on there. Plus the old One-Eyed Buffalo album, which is me and Dave. Uh, Dave left us last year. I fucking hate saying that. I say it every week, but I hate saying it. But still, he left me with a wealth of music. I keep finding I like new stuff. I found a new song today that I, did, I completely forgot about. That's amazing. It's really, actually, no, no, I found two songs. So there, there's going to be an album after this album. And it's... Uh, you know, I got to keep his legacy alive. The guy was a musical genius. Very honored to have spent 21 years as not only, uh, you know, best friends, but just musical partners. And man, I miss him every day. And this song, uh, it's called One More Memory. Just recorded it this morning. Um, I wrote this song for my kid because I was going through some, you know, blood pressure things and heart things. And they were talking about heart failure and all this shit and strokes. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Thankfully, by the way, my blood pressure is beautiful right now. It's like in the green. It's the best it's ever been. And I feel really good. So I, I got past it. But there was a scary time there and uh, for your proud Brandon. And I'm glad, you know, I got through it. But I wrote a song for my kid and this was it. But since then, Dave passed. And then I keep thinking, like, God, his daughter's going to hear this. And I think I'm just going to make a video of uh, just pictures of me and my son and her and her dad. And, um, you know, maybe even me and him, just, just pictures. That's all it is. It's going to be a photo album of our 21 years together. And I, I wish there was, we, I don't know, like later days, we didn't take a lot of pictures together. And I'm kind of bummed about that. But I have like hours and hours of videos and stuff of us in Korea and like the early days of One-Eyed Buffalo when we actually played out. I got all kinds of stuff, man. So I'm uh, grateful for every single minute that I spent with Dave and uh I'm grateful for this music that he sent me because it was beautiful and it made me cry And when I heard the song, even before I put lyrics to it, because I knew what I was going to write about. And, uh, you know, it's not the first time the guy has made me cry with just his music. He's just a beautiful musician, beautiful person. And uh, I'm honored to share it with you. Tell me what you think. It's uh, called One More Memory. 
pretty rough man <laughs> to be honest with you like i said that song got me extremely emotional and there's a couple things actually now listening to it in headphones that i probably have to go back and tweak i can't i'm i'm not a big fan of lists like that sound and there's some really high pitches in there that need to be leveled off so it's not done yet but um working on it it's almost done i'm pretty proud of it though like i said though that song was emotional even before I put lyrics to it, and while Dave was still with me and or with us, I just thought, man, I'm going to write a song about my kid that he can keep with him forever. And someday when I am gone, you know, he can talk to me and think of me, and, and then he'll have that moment. So I don't, you know, it's all down the road, I hope. Long time away, but I'm hoping he appreciates it and uh, how much I care and how much I, you know, I want him to have something like that. I never had a dad, really, so I don't really know what that's like to feel that that kind of love. And um, 
I'm not complaining at all. You know, my life's been good. Um, but yeah, that's a rough, that's a rough one, man. Um, and then with Dave gone and I thought of his daughter the whole time I was singing, I just actually talked to her earlier and, uh, I needed to get some extra pictures and stuff that she may have and make that video with just, uh, when I thought of her, like hearing that song with you know, Oh, fuck, this took an emotional turn, didn't it? <laughs> corona, 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 COVID-19, yeah. Fuck. But yeah, I got to finish up that song a little bit. A couple things that need to be tweaked. Let's listen to something funny real quick because, uh, fuck, just, ugh. This took all the wind out of my sails by playing that for you. Uh, shit. Let's play something funny, though. My mom sent me a link earlier, and this is actually rather awesome. So uh, if you find it online, and please share it, because uh, we need more funny stuff right now. The world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the fuck at home. And if you have got 12 kids or you're living on your own, lock it down and isolate and stay the fuck at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the fuck at home. <laughs> I need the gym, I need the beach, I hear you bitch and moan. You need to grow a brain cell and stay the fuck at home, but I feel fine. I don't feel sick. I'll go out on my own. I'll think I you, you selfish prick. Please just stay the fuck at home. From LA through to Berlin, from Wuhan to to Rome. There's people dying every day, so stay the fuck at home. If you need to contact family, use Facebook, Skype, or phone. We've got the fucking internet, so stay the fuck at home. The only way to slow it down is isolate the room. Help the world get back on track and stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Don't you be a fucking dick. Please stay the fuck at home. Awesome. Stay the fuck at home. <laughs> More of that, please. But you see, that's the <laughs> that's the silver lining, man. Um, just be funny. Be productive. Find yourself. Find your creativity. Love thy neighbor. No, fuck your neighbors. Stay away from me. Fuck these neighbors I have here. Um, but when I say that, I mean, just embrace humanity as a whole, whether it's your family, your friends. It's kind of what I wanted to do with this, and that's why I shared a song with you. I have another upbeat song that's pretty much done as well. Maybe I should share that with you. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Here it is. This is actually the last song that Dave and I... Uh, fuck, I'm going to go back into the depressing shit after that funny song. No, I'm not. This is an upbeat song. It's called Just Love Me. Uh, it's actually been done for a while. It's the last time I actually sang with Dave in his home, in his little home studio. And uh, I... Oh, fuck, don't get emotional. I, I, I miss that little room, that little t top floor bedroom, man. It's just... I'd sit on this little, you know, full-size bed, and he'd be sitting there at the chair and had a microphone in my face, and I'd do a take, and he'd be like, ah, that sucked. And I sound Dave talk like that. No, come on, man. You could do better than that. And I miss that voice, man, and I miss that. Just when, it, when I hit the take, he'd be like, there it is. It, just that encouragement and the critique that he used to give me. He was so real with me and so honest with me, and I will never forget Dave. It just He's part of my DNA, man. Um, I love him. 
forever till till I you know join them in the in the dirt so to speak or wherever they send me or whatever they melt me down and turn me into. <laughs> Fuck. So here's a song called "Just Love Me." This song is actually written about just everyone trying to lock my ass down into a relationship. It's not going to happen. Uh, like that's kind of what the song's about. A lot of these were actual quotes uh, from different people I had dated over the years. I'm talking like way back from when I was a kid, back when writing notes to each other, like with a pencil or a pen was a thing. And I just remembered a lot of them. And I kind of just took little snippets out of all of these notes from like, you know, however many notes or women there were and just kind of put them all into a song. And I remember one like about five or six years ago, she's like, just love me. And I'm like, fuck, I can't. I don't know how. Like, I mean, I can love somebody, but I don't know how to do that. I just, I don't know anymore. I don't know how to love anybody. I, 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 like I said, I can love somebody. I love my son. I love my friends. I love people that love me, uh, my family, you know, everybody I've talked to today. But I don't, you know, I'm not good at the whole being married relationship thing. And that's just kind of what the song is about. And it's not, you know, towards anybody or really, I don't know. It's just a... I felt the need to, this is like a two year old song at this point. So uh, I just felt the need to spit this out. And I think it came out pretty good. Um, a lot of screaming, a lot of screaming, which is make what relationships make you do yell and scream. And it's another reason I just hide from them. So here's a song, uh, one eyed Buffalo here on the Brandy Bishop podcast. Just love me.
love me i love me after hearing that that's some freaking high notes man <laughs> i don't even think i can sing that anymore but that's what that's what dave would bring out of me i mean ah he used to push me man i remember i did a lot of takes like there was a lot of spicy doritos beer and and altoids going down the down the pipes for that one and he just kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me until i hit those notes and Man, I, I like I said that that gave me chill. I literally have goosebumps all over my arms and legs right now just listening to that. I haven't heard that in a long time, and that's actually the mastered version that he sent me that I just found in the emails. And I sat there and just read. Hi, Marcy Cat. Yep, she's back there. It's kind of funny. I have a whole like huge blanket set up behind me because I was recording and I wanted to condense some of the towns, some some of the sound. And my cat's like freaking out. She's like, what the fuck is going on with this big blue blanket hanging from the ceiling? <sighs> got to do what you got to do, man. Um, anyway, uh, I don't remember what I was saying, but that's the first time I've heard that song in, in probably a year and a half since he sent back the mastered version. Man, I just I miss you, Dave. I do. I, fuck, I, I can't say it enough, man. But uh, let's wrap this up. Is there anything else I missed? Um, I was going to talk about a little bit how this whole situation could be a dream for hypochondriacs and lazy people, but I think we all know that, you know, anybody with a freaking head cold or a headache or a sniffle is going to, you know, the hypochondriacs are going to run to the freaking hospital. Like, Oh my God, I've got the Corona. Oh, why don't do that? People, even if you have all those symptoms, even if you have the coronavirus, like, uh, Samuel Jackson said, and like that old guy talking, singing on the, the keyboard, um, keep your ass at home. It's not worth it, man. Don't infect these freaking hospital workers because you're a hypochondriac or you can't handle yourself. Order some f- fucking flu medicine or something. Even if it takes a couple days, it'll get there. Order, you know, just order food out if you don't have any food in the house. And I'm getting text messages again. 
Oh my goodness. Anyways, man, I'm gonna wrap this up. Um, I'm gonna use one more soundbite, the happy ending soundbite, because uh, I got to do my plugs. Now it's time for the happy ending. Uh uh. Yeah, that's right. Love me some porn music. I don't like porn with music, though. I don't. I, I like the raw, like, amateur stuff. Like, if I was to type anything into the uh, the search engine on Pornhub, it would be, like, webcam three ways. I love three ways. They're so much fun. Anyway, um, <laughs> come on. This is the Brandon Bishop podcast, and I've said nothing perverted, really, and I've said nothing negative. I haven't screamed or yelled. It's been an emotional ride for me on this podcast. I've shared music with you. I've got to talk to some good, close friends. Um, it's been a very positive, clean podcast. I have to talk some dirty shit, okay? Oh, my God. <laughs> my friend Maria sent me a picture of, of like, a crippled guy. Not a crippled guy, but just a very obese person at the grocery store with a <laughs> produce bag. You know, the kind of bag you take off the roll and you break it off and you have to blow in it to open them over his head. While he's shopping for bananas and a cart full of bottled water, it's uh, ridiculous. Like, I, you know, I appreciate, honestly, everyone who keeps... I've got all kinds of friends. I've gotten like 50 today, I think, just sending me ridiculous shit to not only just talk about on the podcast, but uh, I didn't do a mail section either. I didn't answer your mail this time, even though I got a ton of questions uh, to answer. I'll do that next week, or maybe I'll do it in a couple days. Like I said, I'm, I'm alone <laughs> by myself, quarantined into my apartment. I love it. So send me your questions on the Facebook page, the Brandon Bishop podcast Facebook page, or if you know me, text me, email me, whatever, just figure it out. And uh, I'll get to that. I got like, we might even have to do like a whole nother show just for the uh, questions because I've got so many. It's just that I wanted to share some other stuff on this episode, songs and friends and stuff and ran out of time. Because I know you've got better things to do. Oh, wait a minute. You don't have anything better to do than to sit here and listen to my podcast. So I expect my numbers to go. My last fell a little bit. Numbers fell a little bit. We went from like nearly 1,500 to like 1,200. So 300 of you are going to piss me off right now. You have nothing else to do but listen to this podcast. I'm eating up an hour and a half of your quarantine time. You should be thanking me for this. Anyways, of course I'm kidding. But I expect these numbers to go through the freaking roof. On this episode, because we're all stuck in our house. Most of us are stuck in our house. And uh, outside of you first responders and amazing medical workers and people delivering food and groceries and stuff like that, thank you, all of you outside of that. We're all stuck here, man. We're all in this together. And uh, let's all get out of this together. Thank you for listening to the Brandon Bishop podcast. I am Brandon Bishop. See you next time. Love, love, love. <laughs>